It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has amazing selection for just about any kind of vehicle at reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. So today's episode, we will continue our off-season reports, and we're going to the Vancouver Canucks, uh, a team that uh, had a fairly disappointing season, uh, it's safe to say, uh, last year. But uh, there's potential here. Uh, they, they could uh, certainly be in the playoff mix. Uh, for next season. They've got uh, some strong forwards, uh, what looks like a capable goaltending tandem, uh, but there are some question marks on the blue line. Well, let's start it out uh, by looking at the forwards. So top line, uh, we've got weird JT Miller, uh, who has 118 points in 122 games the past two seasons uh, with Vancouver. That's tied for 18th in the league. Uh, Now he was better uh, all around a couple of seasons ago uh, with the Canucks than he was last year, but uh, overall uh, you have to consider Miller a quality first-line forward. Uh, and, you know, he, he's provided really nice value uh, since the Canucks acquired him from Tampa Bay. Now at center is Ilias Pettersson, who uh, was limited to just 26 games last season due to a wrist injury. Still ended up with 21 points, but uh, he had a very disappointing start to the season. Uh, and uh, I guess what kind of stands out about Pettersson in some ways is not just the, the skill that he has uh, in his playmaking, uh, but he has... Uh, impressive defensive impacts uh, and maybe not expected when you uh, when you watch him uh, that you don't necessarily expect that yes he he's he has the effect of being a shutdown center in addition to his uh, offensive impacts and so uh, that is I guess a little bit of hidden value uh, that comes with Pedersen uh, in addition uh, to the fact that he's a really high percentage finisher scoring on like 17 percent 17 percent of his shots uh, and uh, can score you know, from distance and beat a goaltender, uh, you know, straight up. Uh, and as uh, as we go through uh, the top players in the league, there are not that many uh, who could, you know, un- unleash a wrist shot from, you know, high high in the circles uh, and, and beat a goaltender straight up. Pedersen uh, is one of those guys. And certainly if he's healthy, uh, the Canucks need him to uh, lead the way next year. Uh, then there's Brock Besser, uh, who... Had 94 goals in 244 games the past four seasons. That's uh, 0.39 goals per game. Uh, same as Elias Pettersson. Uh, and Pettersson ranks 24th. Uh, and there's a bunch of guys who are tied uh, in that range. Uh, and so Besser is a quality finisher. You know, maybe his all-around game isn't uh, you know, star caliber, uh, but uh, a legit first-line scoring winger. Uh, and so uh, when you kind of take the sum total uh, of Miller, Pettersson, and Besser, uh, the Canucks are doing pretty well uh, with their first line. To the second line... Uh, where we've got uh, sophomore forward Nils Hoaglander. Uh, scored 27 points as a rookie, 26 of them had even strength. Uh, he had dominant two-way numbers. Uh, and so I, I think the fact that Hoaglander made the Canucks last year uh, was you know a bit of a bonus. The fact that he played on a second-line role for the most of the season, another bonus. Uh, then the fact that he, he thrived uh, in that second-line role uh, is even more of a bonus. So... Uh, I think the one thing you want to do is maybe be a little cautious about the optimism you put on him coming into his second season uh, because he was he was great uh, as a rookie and 
Uh, if you're the Canucks, you should be really encouraged by it and hope that uh, it, it, he can build on it and, and be even better. Uh, but the, the reason I say don't, don't anticipate it uh, automatically being better is that Hoaglander was, was so good uh, as a rookie that it's not going to be easy uh, to be better. But he, he does give them uh, a nice uh, secondary scoring option. Uh, at center, we've got Bo Horvat. Uh, who had four straight seasons uh, with at least 20 goals and then finished with 19 last year in 56 games. He, he's a good complement to, to Pedersen. Uh, and th- I think that the challenge for Vancouver is that when Pedersen was injured, uh, then a lot falls onto Horvat as the number one guy. And, and maybe that's a little too much uh, to ask. But if you're running uh, Pedersen, Horvat, 1-2 uh, down the middle, uh, that, that can be a competitive uh, group there. Uh, and then on the right side, we've got Connor Garland, who uh, came over in the trade from Arizona. Uh, and Garland broke through last year, had 39 points in 49 games uh, for the Coyotes. Uh, but as the season progressed, uh, he did have trouble generating shots uh, in the same way. Like early in the year, he was uh, well up over three shots per game and, and kind of at, at an elite level. Uh, and then as the season progressed and, and there was an injury involved uh, and, and Garland's production just wasn't, wasn't quite the same, uh, but... I think uh, it's it's pretty reasonable if you're the uh, if you're the Canucks to expect Connor Garland to be a very significant part of your offense uh, moving forward. Uh, now to the third line, where we've got Tanner Pearson, who was inex- inexplicably given a three-year contract uh, after he scored 18 points in 51 games last year. And, and I know the uh, the Canucks, I guess, had had planned all along to give Pearson this contract extension. But if if the numbers aren't there, I mean, what do you what are you doing? Uh, and now Pearson is a four-time 20-goal scorer, yeah, so he's got some uh, some experience and can put the puck in the net. And uh, and if you're playing him on the third line, uh, that does open up some room to, that you can move him up if somebody is uh, hurt or slumping. Uh, that Pearson uh, can move up in the in the depth chart. But uh, overall, uh, I don't love the idea of giving Pearson the the new three-year deal. Uh, and now uh, the Canucks need him to bounce back. Uh, at center, you got Jason Dickinson, uh, who's a very versatile player who moved around the Dallas Stars lineup quite a bit, but uh, he may have a more steady uh, spot in the Vancouver lineup. And as I say, it looks like he should be their third-line center. Uh, he's a reliable defensive player, uh, and really the upside for Dickinson is going to be tied to how much he scores. Uh, and you know, if he continues being a guy who, who scores 20 to 25 points, uh, then you know, the, then it's not going to have a, a ton of upside. It might, it might be fine because his defensive impacts are usually pretty good. Uh, but uh, if, he could, if he could put up 40 points uh, well, with strong defensive impacts, well, then it'd be even better. Uh, then uh, a little bit of a wild card here on the, uh, on the likely third line, and that's Vasily Pudkolzin. Uh, the 10th pick in the 2019 draft uh, had 11 points in 16 playoff games in the KHL last season. Uh, and there, there's obviously he has lots of talent, uh, but it, un, unproven, uncertain uh, could be a risk. And, and you don't know that Pud Colson is de- definitely just going to uh, step into the National Hockey League and start producing and, uh, and, and be a legit top nine forward right away. Uh, and if he's not, well, then the, the Canucks will have to uh, start looking uh, to other options. Uh, but it does make sense that if you're, if you're sort of penciling in this lineup, uh, that Pud Colson is given a legit opportunity to play um, with, some, with some solid NHL players so that he's not you know, just uh, toiling away in obscurity on the fourth line. Um, but uh, certainly long-term, uh, Pod Colson holds lots of upside uh, for Vancouver. Uh, in the short term, uh, they'll, they'll kind of have to wait and see. Uh, it, it might be a, uh, asking a lot, uh, given his kind of modest production during the KHL season, uh, for him to, uh, to step in and be an impact player as a rookie. Uh, but 
you never know. Uh, then to, to the fourth line, uh, where uh, you can look to Tyler Mott, uh, who's a, a real energy winger, hits a ton, blocks a bunch of shots. Uh, but uh, in 147 games with the Canucks, he scored 21 goals, has 35 points. Not a, not a massive uh, impact there. It's fine uh, for the role. Uh, and then there's Brandon Sutter, uh, who uh, generally uh, the, the biggest complaint about Sutter was that the Canucks over, overpaid him. Uh, on his previous contract and now on his new deal it's a little over a million dollars a season uh, and and so that's fine uh, if you're going to pay somebody to be a fourth line center uh, that price that that's a whole lot different than paying them over four million a season and so uh, Sutter is is not uh, a huge impact player and um, for a, a good portion uh, of his uh, last contract he wasn't a, an impact player then uh, but uh, was paid like it and so uh, at, at least uh in this case, the cost is a little bit more uh, in line with what you should expect out of Brandon Sutter. Uh, then there's Matthew Highmore, uh, who's, I guess, an energy forward that the uh, the Canucks got from Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, he has 15 points in 91 career NHL games. I don't know how much you, uh, you want to commit to Matthew Highmore. I mean, I think he's in the mix and, and might have a shot. Uh, but he, he probably just has an inside track. Uh, on several other players. Uh, Zach McEwen would be one, guy who can play wing and, and center, uh, adds a little toughness. Uh, Justin Dowling, uh, who had been kind of lurking on the edges of the Dallas Stars uh, lineup for, for several seasons. Phil DiGiuseppe, uh, who's also kind of been in that position uh, with Carolina and the Rangers, and Justin Bailey. Uh, and so you have kind of this collection of, of NHL forwards or fringe NHL forwards that will be in the competition uh, as well. Uh, but I, I think the... You know, you should be able to find some competent fourth line out of that group. Uh, but I think overall, uh, you have to look at the uh, the Canucks forwards and think that they're probably in a decent position there. Uh, that uh, there's enough talent, that there's some some real high end skill there, uh, and uh, you know they should be able to expect to score some goals uh, this season. So when we come back, we will look at the defense and goaltending uh, for the Canucks as it stands right now. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example... A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 at a chain store. From Rock Auto, it's $216. That is more money in your pocket. And Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. 
Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. So we've covered the forwards. Let's take a look at the blue line uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. And we'll start with Quinn Hughes, who struggled somewhat in his second season. And he's a he's a dynamic playmaker, great skater, uh, can has a very uh, high upside, the, the kind of player who can who change the outlook of a game. Uh, he does have 97 points in 129 NHL games uh, at this point. And, and so if, if he kind of tightens up a little bit defensively, uh, Hughes probably has Norris Trophy upside, uh, you know, because he, he produces enough offensively that, uh, that he'll draw attention. Uh, but uh, his play without the puck will have to be much, much better uh, if he's going to uh, kind of vault into that uh, discussion. Uh, now, uh, he may get partnered with Travis Hamanick, who's uh, a much more stay-at-home defensive blue liner, uh, but his performance has really dipped in the past two seasons. Uh, Hamanick's 31, um, and at his best, you would say, well, he could provide toughness, toughness and be a, a reliable shutdown-type uh, defender. But as I say, uh, it has, that hasn't been uh, the level of Hamanick's play in the past couple of seasons, and so there's some risk uh, that... Uh, if uh, if his defensive results are left wanting, uh, he's not offering nearly enough uh, overall, uh, and so uh, there, there's one question mark uh, to be sure on the on the Vancouver blue line. Uh, then there's Oliver Ekman Larson, who, who's a former star, but he's a former star who's basically been in decline for four years. Uh, and uh, Ekman Larson needed a fresh start, get out of Arizona, and that's and that's fine. But is Vancouver necessarily the place where he, he can bounce back? They better hope so. Um, they have a lot of questions on this blue line already and have made a big bet uh, taking on uh, Ekman Larson and the rest of his contract uh, in the hopes that he can uh, kind of regain his, his former form. And uh, if he does, then terrific. I mean, he, he was at one time uh, a Norris Trophy type uh, defenseman. Uh, and uh, it's just, uh, he's been fading off that level for quite a while. Uh, and if you can get Oliver Ekman Larson even to play as a, a steady top four defenseman, uh, that, that will be worthwhile too. Uh, for Vancouver uh, because they have other questions in their top four and that includes Tyler Myers uh, who's very tall uh, skates well handles the puck all right uh, but uh, his decisions without the puck uh, lean towards terrible uh, and it ends up with poor positioning or poor decision making and um, really if the Canucks defense is going to be adequate they need Myers to be better uh, and you know when you're this far into into a player's career, uh, asking them to be better is you know maybe maybe a, a fool's errand because uh, it, you you can't just say well we want you to be something different than you are. Uh, and I don't know that the Canucks can can necessarily count on that. Uh, but as you can see there uh, from their top four uh, between Hamannick and Ekman Larson and Myers, heck even Quinn Hughes to some degree, there are question marks. Uh, and and this is uh, probably going to be an issue that hangs uh, over the Canucks this season. Uh, now to the third pair, we've got Jack Rathbone, uh, who's a promising 22-year-old uh, out of Harvard, held his own uh, in an eight-game audition with the Canucks at the end of last season. Uh, and, you know, if you're the Canucks and you have these questions in your top four, you might need Jack Rathbone to develop quickly uh, so that he he can take on more responsibility for you uh, in your effort to overhaul the blue line. And, you know, I think in an ideal world, Rathbone can kind of get eased in, but uh, I'm also not sure this is an ideal world. Uh, on, the, on the Vancouver defense. Uh, then there's Tucker Poolman, who is wildly overpaid, uh, getting a four-year, $10 million uh, free agent contract. But taking the money aside, and, and it's not easy to do that in a salary cap league, but just setting the money aside, Poolman is fine as a third-pair uh, option for the Canucks. You know, a right shot, third-pair guy, uh, doesn't provide much offensively, uh, and 
I guess, in to this point in his career, has had kind of mixed results uh, defensively. Uh, and if you were getting that for like a million dollars, that would be totally fine. Uh, but committing four years and $10 million to it, uh, that that's a little bit different. Uh, and so, but you could look at a, a partnership of uh, Rathbone and Pullman and think that, you know, that, that might be okay uh, for the Canucks. And then uh, you go to their defensive depth. Uh, they brought in some veterans uh, who are used to being in the seventh and eighth role uh, on defense. They got Brad Hunt uh, and Luke Shen. Uh, Luke Shen uh, recently having uh, Stanley Cup success with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but Hunt and Shen are both guys who are uh, used to sort of being on outside the top six, but getting uh, plugged in at various times during the season uh, to, to kind of keep things moving. Uh, and they've done all right in those roles. Uh, Ali Levy uh, still hanging around here uh, as well. Probably will never live up to his, his draft slot, uh, but uh, I don't know that uh, we write him off uh, completely just yet. And so uh, when you look at that defense as a whole, you can understand where the, where the question marks come uh, surrounding the Vancouver Canucks for, for next season. Uh, uh, thing, things could go way wrong uh, with that group. Uh, or uh, a few of these guys uh, bounce back and even deliver you know, competent seasons. Uh, then things could look a whole lot better. Uh, so now let's take a look at the goaltending. Well, goaltending seems to be an okay area uh, for the Canucks. They've got Thatcher Demko. Uh, and the Canucks made a big bet on Demko when they signed him to a contract extension uh, before last season. Uh, and it looks like the right call. In 35 games last year, he had a 9.15 save percentage, uh, and that's solid enough as is. Uh, but uh, since that was really his first season as uh, as a number one guy, uh, you might even expect Demko to uh, get more comfortable uh, in that role. Of course, the challenge playing behind a, a shaky defense may not help him, uh, but uh, something to kind of keep tabs on there. And, and at least uh, at, at this point, I think it, it's reasonable that Demko could be considered an average starter, but I think there's there's probably more upside there that he could be better than uh, merely an average starter. Uh, and now he's going to have uh, some decent support this year. He's got Yaroslav Halak. Uh, uh, and Halak was probably overqualified uh, as the backup in Boston for the past three seasons. Uh, had a 9.18 save percentage in 90 games uh, with the Bruins. Uh, now, last season was only a 9.05 save percentage, so maybe there's some decline coming, you know, now that he's on the uh, on the wrong side of 35, um, but if if the, there is no decline, if if this was just a, you know a small sample, uh, no big deal, uh, then Halak is a really nice option uh, in the backup role. Uh, if he is uh, declining a bit, he can probably still give you uh, be an adequate uh, backup goaltender. Uh, but uh, you know, given given the accomplishments in his career, uh, Yaroslav Halak has a chance to be better than than merely an average uh, backup goaltender. Uh, and so between the two of them. You would expect that Demko and Halak, uh, at the very least, uh, should be average uh, for the Canucks, but they might even be better than that. So when we come back, uh, we will look into some special teams, prospects, uh, and then look ahead uh, to what we might expect from the Vancouver Canucks this season. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have a bunch of delicious flavors, and it's this great variety. There's coconut and cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite is salted caramel. I like the sweet and the salty at the same time, uh, but there is such a great variety there. There is something for everyone, and uh, once you have this great variety of flavors, uh, you're covered in 100% chocolate, uh, and if you haven't tried those flavors, you can also get a mixed box where you get two of each of those nine flavors. You, you sample them, decide which ones you like, order more uh, from Built Bar. And so you have the, this great tasting snack uh, of a candy bar, uh, but they're healthy too uh, because Built Bar is loaded with protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. Uh, it's great flavor and healthy. 
And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. That is, make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. That includes football, but also basketball, boxing, UFC, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Go to BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we've looked at the lineup. Now let's take a look at special teams uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, truthfully, these are areas in need of improvement uh, in the power play. Uh, during 5-on-4 play the past three seasons, uh, the Canucks ranked 21st in shots per 60 minutes at 49.8, 17th in goals per 60, 6.64, and 26th in expected goals uh, per 60 at 5.73. Uh, and so you might look at uh, the Canucks uh, forward talent and think, all right, there's enough skilled players here that uh, your power play uh, should be uh, at at least average, if not better. Uh, And uh, it just hasn't been there uh, yet. And then I think uh, the fact that they have uh, somebody who can shoot like Elias Patterson uh, might kind of hide the fact that their power play has, uh, has not been good enough, Uh, but uh, they they certainly need to create higher quality uh, chances and even greater quantity. Uh, of chances. And, and so uh, that, that's one area of obvious need uh, for improvement. Uh, then to the penalty kill. Uh, during four-on-five play uh, in the past three seasons, the Canucks ranked 19th uh, in shot attempts per 60 uh, against 95.2, uh, 16th in, in uh, shots against per 60 at 51.6, uh, 13th uh, in goals against per 60 at 6.62, uh, which is just barely uh, lower than their, their goals for per 60 uh, on the power play. Uh, and then 21st in expected goals against per 60 at 6.56. Uh, and again, uh, on the on the overall here, uh, we're looking at the Canucks being slightly below average uh, when it comes to their penalty kill. And uh, if, if you uh, come through and your kind of break even is, is average uh, through five on four play and four on five play, that's probably fine uh, for this Canucks team. Uh, but you know, you, you don't have to set that as your at your ceiling. Uh, they, you, you could uh, you know improve this and, and become a, a top ten team, a top twelve team even, uh, and uh, give yourself a little bit more of an edge uh, because as it, as it goes right now, uh, they're probably uh, a little bit below average on, on both sides, uh, and uh, they can ill afford that uh, on, on the overall. Uh, now, when it comes to the, the remaining needs uh, for this team, I think you can look at their forward group and that it's probably fine. Whether you whether you love their fourth line or not, I don't think is uh, a huge issue. I do think uh, you, it's fair to have concerns about their defense. Uh, you know, there there are bodies there, uh, but there are bodies with some real question marks. Uh, and uh, if uh, if things go wrong uh, with this team, it, it would seem the defense is uh, the likely culprit. Uh, now, who are the top prospects coming into this season? Guys who might have an impact? Well, Vasily Pudkolzin uh, would be the number one option. Uh, he had 
11 points in 35 games for uh, SKA St. Petersburg uh, in the KHL last season. Uh, and you know, as I said, he was the 10th pick in the draft uh, and has a high ceiling, uh, but it also might be asking a lot uh, to make that jump uh, from the KHL where, you know, especially their young guys don't typically get uh, great opportunities to put up points. Uh, and so in Pud Colson's case, uh, maybe uh, he steps right in and, and contributes in a top nine role, uh, but it's possible there could be some some bumps along the way. Uh, then there's defenseman Jack Rathbone, uh, as mentioned. Uh, last season, uh, he played eight games at, at Utica in the American Hockey League, had nine points there, uh, then uh, got a, a shot with the Canucks late in the season, had uh, three points in eight games. Uh, looks like he's going to be a, a promising uh, puck-moving defenseman, uh, and at the very least uh, should should uh, add some stability on the third pair uh, for Vancouver at the start of the season, but uh, who knows uh, where he is by the end of the season. Uh, then we've got a few wingers uh, who are probably depth considerations uh, and maybe not uh, right off the start, but maybe at some point during the season. There's left winger Will Lockwood, who uh, did see some action uh, in the National Hockey League last season, got into a couple of games. Uh, for Vancouver, had 11 points in 24 games in Utica, American Hockey League. Uh, probably needs more time in the American Hockey League, but could uh, find his way into a, into a bottom six role uh, with the Canucks. Uh, as well as uh, left winger Jonah Gadjevich, who uh, played 19 games in the American Hockey League last year, scored 15 goals. Now, I don't think Gadjevich is necessarily a, a natural uh, sniper, uh, but uh, he's a big, strong forward who... Uh, apparently can put the puck in the net a little bit. Uh, and so he, he played one game for the Canucks last season, but uh, he, it would make sense if he uh, ended up in the mix of guys to get recalled uh, next season. And then uh, if if there's, I guess, one other defenseman to consider, uh, maybe Jet Wu, uh, who uh, played 28 games in the American Hockey League last year, five points, uh, not a huge impact guy. Uh, and given the uh, given the, the depth that the Canucks have, it, it's not likely that they need to dip in for... Uh, for Jet Wu, but um, if things start going sideways, they need to uh, they need to remodel that blue line. Uh, Jet Wu might be in the considerations there. Uh, so ultimately, here uh, when we're looking at the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, are they a playoff team, championship contender? Where do they sit? Well, to me, they're probably a playoff contender. Uh, maybe they're a playoff team. Uh, the, the Pacific Division isn't uh, terribly inspiring, uh, and so uh, if they're healthy, uh, you know, if Pedersen's uh, back at 100, percent and if Quinn Hughes. Uh, is playing well, then you know there's a, a better chance, I think, uh, for these Canucks to make the playoffs. Their forwards are pretty talented. Their goaltending looks pretty good. Uh, but uh, that shaky defense uh, kind of run, r- runs the risk uh, of undoing everything else uh, that's going on on this roster. So um, I think uh, playoff contender is probably the safest way to go. Uh, you know, fingers crossed, things go right. Maybe they are a playoff team uh, in 2021-2022. So uh, that will do it for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you can continue uh, with this series as we do off-season reports. We're going to uh, uh, come in with Toronto Maple Leafs next. Uh, and uh, also check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast where uh, you know they have actual games going on, so that, that's a little bit more involved. Uh, but uh, check out these podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Betting on the National Hockey League doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.